Are you gay? Do you know someone who's gay? If you answered yes to either question, hi, I'm Parker, and this is Parker's Pointless Podcast, where every week I talk about some pointless thought that was floating around in my little noggin. These topics will range from pop culture, to film and television, to politics, and to things happening in my own personal life. All of which I am not qualified to speak on, but because I am gay and delusional, I find the confidence and conviction within me to speak as if I am a professional. On today's episode, I will be doing a back-to-school special, talking all about college, the college experience, and my time at Ithaca College. Buckle up, because this will be a wild ride. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Parker's Pointless Podcast. It's me, Parker, literally, duh, obviously, it's me. Um, Hi, everyone. Um, As you can tell from this episode, um, if you're watching on YouTube, this is a audio-only episode. I'm currently recording this at home. I did not have the time, availability, and um, money, honestly, to go to the studio this week and do this episode. So I'm here to do this at home. Also, this episode is... A little bit more personal and whenever I do these at-home episodes it's always kind of fun because it's just me sitting alone in my kitchen as you all know and the things I say and the things I like think when I'm by myself should be studied in a lab because they're kind of certifiably insane so this is an at-home episode which I kind of love to do and that's the tea y'all so I hope if you're a listener um, that the quality quality is the exact same because it realistically is. But if you're watching, you're not watching. You're just listening. So hi to the sound of my voice. Um, so sorry also, y'all, that I've been so inconsistent in the past couple weeks about providing content on specified days. I know that I usually put out episodes on Monday, but that Renaissance episode came out Friday because that's when Amani's podcast came out. I was busy. I wanted to take a little break. So that's what I did. Um, so this episode's coming out on a Sunday. I know that's a little bit um, bizarre, but you know, whatever. It's like content is content. And I personally don't listen to podcasts the day they come out. I usually like get a notification that they're out and then I'll like save them for when I have the time to listen. That's me. And I hope that's you. So whether you listen to me in the car, on a walk, whatever you do, happy to be here and I'm happy to have you with me. So you guys, let's get into the episode. Today we are talking all about back to fucking school back to school time it's fall it's officially fall you guys isn't that insane how time flies right like I think it's the pandemic that really ruined all of our concepts of time like realistically but like time is just flying by I'm like god damn it's almost October um but the kids are back in school thank the lord we all know how I feel about kids and um summer in my episode where I talked about summer, I said my favorite months of summer are September and October because that's when all the kids are back in school and the beaches are empty. I live. So all these bitches are back in school. The gyms are open. The malls are open. Everything is finally open. These kids aren't running around causing a ruckus. Anyways, it is back to school time, y'all. I bought my official pumpkin candle. I bought a pumpkin for outside my apartment. I am living, y'all. It is. It's. Ugh. I love fall. Anyways, we are talking all about school. We're talking about elementary school, back to school. I'm talking about my college experience. I'm going to talk about my Ithaca experience. Another thing about doing this episode at home, I was very, um, this story is 
a little bit darker. It's a little bit more um, triggering for some. It talks about some traumatic experiences that I had, which I, I will... I will try to be sensitive about the details I, I go into, but trigger warning, I do include conversations about sexual assault um, and depressive episodes. So if that is something that is triggering for you, I have many other episodes, 26 other episodes to be exact, on my, um, on my page that you can listen to if you want to have another fun episode. But you guys, I'm so excited to be here today with you all and to talk about back to school. But, you know, of course, before we have to do all that, we have to do Parker's Poppin' Hot Take. Duh. Okay, so Poppin' Hot Take of the Week is less of like a hot take and more of just like I want to point something out to you all. I need you guys to go to Target and I need you to look at the men's hygiene section because the way Target has branded the men's hygiene section is fucking crazy. So in the hygiene section, there are a set of aisles, as we all know. The soaps, the sh- shampoos, the conditioners, the face washes, the body washes, the lotions, the, like, you know, dental products, hygiene. Like, they everything's separated into aisles, right? So for the men's stuff... So the men's shaving creams, men's razors, men's cologne, men's body wash, men's deodorant, men's hair products, men like all men hygiene and self-care products are all condensed into one section that has different flooring from the rest of the entire store. And the entire branding and color theming of the area is grays, blues, and blacks because Men apparently don't like fucking colors because y'all are so fucking sick in the head and men can only be branded to using the color blue because boy, isn't that so fucking sick? I want you all the next time you go to Target just to observe that because it is so funny. Also, look at the fonts for everything. Look at the shapes of everything. There's no like cute cunty little circles. There's no squiggly. There's no pink. There's no like cute font. Like everything's in a very harsh shape harsh color, harsh font. Everything is harsh because men are harsh, which is just so fucking ugly and annoying. Anyways, that is my hot take of the week. Just go to Target and look at the men's hygiene section. You guys, it is so fucking crazy. Um, so that's literally that. Um, so let's talk about the episode. You guys, let's talk about back to school. Um, because I'm at home, you guys, I am sitting in my kitchen currently with a Dr. Pepper in front of me. So if I take a break where you hear my voice, um, just go silent for a second. It's probably because I'm either taking a sip of water or Dr. Pepper, but, um, I need energy. I just worked a 12 hour shift and I'm recording this episode to have it out for you guys tomorrow. So I need the caffeine. So don't judge. Also, she's Dr. Pepper's a woman. So don't be fucking misogynist. Okay. Oh my gosh, I hope that wasn't too asmr for some of you and hear me, hearing me gulp. Anyways, back to school, you guys. So let's take it all the way back, right? So we had elementary school, kindergarten. I, the most significant memory I have from back to school was always the day before school started when you'd get to go to the school and see which class you were in, who was your teacher, who was in your class with you, like... That was, I remember being all the rage and all the drama. I feel like as time changed, I once I left elementary school, they weren't doing that anymore. I think it was all digital, but also I'm not entirely sure. I don't know how it works anymore. I don't pay attention, but 
I don't think that it's the same anymore, which is kind of sad. Because I remember the day before being such a sleigh day, being like, who's my teacher? And then we have the first day of school. Do you guys remember how, like, iconic first days of school were? Like, you got to wear a cute new outfit. You got to see people you haven't seen in a while. It's like, oh, my gosh, I just got back from summer. I'm tan. I'm bronze. I'm gorgeous. Look at me. Um, Even though we are, like, children, so we weren't actually thinking in that way. It's just so cunty. First day of school is the cunty day of – it was the best day of school. Even though, like, because you also had no homework. Ugh, that was always the best. You had no homework. Um, but, yeah, first day of school is so fun. Are you guys, do you guys remember all the school supplies we had to get? That was kind of insane. The fact that, like, we live in one of the richest com- countries in the world and teachers are out here buying supplies for students, that is so fucking rotted and jank, bitch. Like, that's so fucking janky. Like, you're telling me these teachers who are already underpaid significantly, who are doing a huge service to the public by literally watching your children so that you can go have a job to pay the bills. Like, teachers are glorified, like, caretakers. Or they're, like, glorified child um, services. Which, obviously, they're providing an education and they're very qualified and deserve all the compensation in the world. So, like, not talking ill of them, but... like teachers are like babysitters and the way they're they're expected to get school school supplies is fucking insane especially because we have so much wealth floating around us but anyways i could go on and on about that i will not but y'all the school supplies going to target getting a new notebook getting binders oh my god you guys do you remember book covers that is gonna age me really fast so if you're a younger listener maybe you didn't have this i don't know um, but book covers, you guys, there was like the, I remember I had a couple I bought from the book fair one year and I just kept them for all the years of elementary school. Some kids had new ones every year. Um, some people would do like cardboard wrapping around the books or not cardboard, like paper, the thick, um, like what is that paper? Like from the library, it was like thick. What kind of paper is that? We use it for arts and crafts, like that thick kind of paper. Wrap it around the book, draw on the cover. Oh, my God. All these flashbacks. Ugh. Um, yeah, Slay. That was like all of the high like elementary, like K through 12, kind of was all that same kind of way. Obviously, high school came around and things became a little bit less serious. But, yeah, tea, y'all. Um, I love, I live, and I laugh. Come on, school. Um, I hope school's the same. I've heard it's not the same anymore for teachers. It's really hard, especially because of the pandemic. But, like, I don't have that much knowledge or insight on that considering the fact that I'm not a teacher. And I, from what I know, my mom works at an elementary school and she said it's been hard and, like, things have been different. Um, But to that extent, I don't know much more. I would have to have her on and we could talk about it. But um, if y'all are interested in that, you can let me know because I'm so curious. But I'm more interested today in talking about my college journey because I think that was a little bit more interesting for me than um, junior high, high school, elementary school. Um, so let's get into it, you guys. I, My college journey, so, you know, you're in high school. You start thinking about college probably around sophomore year because you have to start applying to colleges or do you need to start, like, taking the tests to qualify, like, the SATs, the PSATs, the... Uh, ACTs. I never actually took an ACT, but um, you have to take all those tests, which is so fucking stupid and annoying, but whatever. 
Um, in your sophomore and junior years. And then in your senior year, you apply. Also, junior is when you have to start looking. And, like, the fact that you're 16 or 17 years old being expected to realize or be be expected to understand something about yourself that is so complex and nuanced that not even people who are in their 30s know about, like, what do you want to do with your life? And how do you want, like, you're about to go put yourself into $100 worth of debt. Have it, you better be worth it. You're putting that pressure on a 16-year-old. Like, that is, like really fucked up like the fact that we're like oh the fact that one of the large i mean it's not the largest but it's it's up there with largest sources of debt for like young people is school it's so fucking ugly it's so fucking ugly anyways so my college experience started junior year so i obviously as you all know i went and did greece at irvine valley college which is where i met bessie of the pod dania hi dania um and we did that. So that was my junior year of high school. I was doing that, which exposed me to Irvine Valley College. Senior year rolled around. I did a show, uh, another show at Irvine Valley College. And then my senior year was really hard for me, to be honest, because that's when I came out, kind of. Um, that the summer right before senior year was really hard, especially with me and my family. That was like when I came out and there was like tension. Obviously, things are much better now and everything is lovely and groovy. But like at that time, things were tense. Um, so that had an impact on me and my schooling and like my goals for the future. Because I knew at that point I was doing theater. I knew I wanted to do theater. I knew I wanted to continue acting. I just didn't know in what capacity or how. Um, and then I graduated senior year and I was like you know what I'm just gonna go to um IVC for a year because it's just a little bit more accessible it gives me some time to figure things out also I really wanted to work for Disney like that was one of my goals all throughout high school was to work at Disney so I was like I'm gonna get a job at Disneyland and I'm just gonna go to community college for a couple years and I'll figure it out also my best friend Dania was here like all of my besties were here so I wanted to hang out and like have fun with them and work so I was I went to Saddleback College and Irvine Valley College because they're sister colleges in case you don't know was taking classes at both did not take any major courses my first year was doing the thing I was in oh I was in Godspell at Saddleback the as you guys know the summer before I started so I was just taking all my classes la di da di da the section isn't that interesting of my life. I was just working at Disney and I would honestly say that working at Disney was kind of like my college experience in air quotes because of the experiences you have in college of like finding your tribe or your family or whatever, like you would call it, but like finding your clique, finding your group, finding your people, like learning more about who you are, what you have to offer, getting these new experiences, like drinking underage, smoking, this, that, like doing the things that you aren't supposed to do, kind of like, you know, breaking the rules, like expanding your persona. That is the college experience. I had all of those things while working at Disney. So I would say Disney was my college experience and I was there for 2014 to 2016 or no, 2018, right? So I was at Irvine Valley College, Saddleback College. I then did parade at Fullerton College in the year of 2016 because Bessie of the Pod, Maddie Berry, um, who I met in 2017. We actually met before that, but like officially, officially, officially like girly pops um, in the fall of 2017 
or no, sorry, I can't, I cannot do math. The fall of 2015, um, at Saddleback College, we talked, I sang a song from Parade. She's like, oh my gosh, Fullerton College is doing Parade next semester. You should audition. I was like, slay. We, they never discussed it again. We both showed up at the audition. We're like, oh my gosh, hello. And so then we both got in. We did a, a Parade at Fullerton College in 2016, 2017 rolled around. I was like, I really want to take classes at Fullerton College because their arts program was very well-established and well-developed and it was what I wanted. It was very commercial. Um, it was the training that I wanted. So I'm trying to fast forward as much through this portion as I can, you guys, because it's not as interesting as like the Ithaca stuff, but I have some uh, major plot points to set before we get to the T. Um, so that was Fullerton College, 2017 rolls around. I'm taking classes there, like all my acting courses there because the classes are a really good quality. I doing their musical theater program, musical theater three. I met like, I got to be get really close with Tatiana Alvarez, bestie of the pod, like Lauren Louie out there. If you're out there listening, love you, girl. You better work six. Um, sorry, I needed more Dr. Pepper. Um, I just got to meet a lot of really cool people, and I got to do really cool things. Um, I did American Idiot, which was one of the most fun shows I've ever done in my life. Would love to do it again. Um, I then, you know, was under the impression, because Fullerton College's or acting in musical theater program was like very geared towards transferring you into a BFA or like something similar. And in my mind as an, a young actor, singer, dancer, I was like, Oh, this is what I want. And I will, I will argue. I was like pretty pretentious. Granted I w I was talented. Absolutely. I knew that I had talent, but I, I also had been given a lot of roles. So I kind of had a big head, but whatever. I was like, I'm going to get into these BFA bitches. And my first year of applying was 2018, no, 2017, OMG. 2017 was my first year applying, all right? So you apply in, like, the late winter. And if you guys don't know, applying to art school is literally my 13th fucking reason, bitch. It is one of the most awful, rotten, gutted experiences of your life because you have to apply to the school, to just get in and then you have to apply to the program sometimes you can do it all in one but some schools weren't like that you'd have to do it separately you then also most of these schools would require you to do a pre-screening or an audition where you'd they'd ask for us a, a set of material to which you would record it and you would send it right so it's just like a, a self-tape audition but every school is different. So some schools are like, we want a 32-bar cut of a contemporary musical theater piece and a 32-bar cut of a golden age piece. And we want two monologues, contra two contrasting monologues. Majority of schools did that. Some schools would be like, we want a pop song. Some schools would be like, we want 16 bars. Some schools would be like, we want... Um, like, so they would make very specific qualifications. So that was the pre-screening process, which is... Mind you, you have to find out how to film all of that on your own, which is this is also pre-pandemic. So like the, the art of self-tapes had yet to be perfected. Um, but we had to film all that. Get the accompaniment by yourself. Like you had to figure out how to do a lot of this by yourself, um, which is very expensive. 
and requires a lot of time and a lot of effort and energy outside of just applying to the school. So it is automatically like applying to school is stressful, but then layering that in is crazy. So then after you send in your pre-screen, the school then determines if they want to have you audition for the school in person, which some of these schools go to these things called unifieds, which unifieds are like an, a large hotel basically and they rent out ballrooms and like office conference rooms, whatever. And they hold their auditions in large cities. So they have one in New York City. Uh, I think they have one. In, they have one in Chicago. They have one in L.A. They have one in they have like like big cities. I think like four or five big cities so that you don't have if you live in those major cities or if you live around them, it's easier to audition. You don't have to fly all the way to the school. So my first year I applied for Pace. Michigan um, University, University of Michigan, and um, what was the other one? Boston Conservatory, which, mind you, those three schools are very tough to get into. Just in general, they're very hard to get into. They're very prestigious. I don't know what I was thinking by only applying to three, but I just was like, I only want to apply to these three. I don't really know much others, and I this is this this is it for me. Which the the fact that to get into an art school, you should have to, like, realistically, you need to apply to 15 to 20, 15 to 20 schools. You have to pay for all of those applications, which is a scam. You have to pay for all of those auditions, which is a scam. You have to record and film all of those auditions, which is a fucking scam to then wait and see if they even want to see you in person. Bitch, are you for real for school that I'm paying for? Be for fucking real. BFAs are literally asinine bitch i'm so i can't anyways sorry i got sidetracked so i applied to those three schools i got called back for all of them i had to fly out to michigan to audition um for michigan but the other two i did at unifieds in la um which were awful but that's a different story for a different day i went to these auditions did the thing didn't get into any schools i did i did pretty well, but you know, what can you do? I was also a transfer student, so I kind of had the odds stacked against me a little bit. Then the next year rolls around, okay? I was taking classes at Saddleback College again. I was just kind of like wanting to stay on my acting game. So I was just taking some courses and keeping up with the skills and working at Disney, right? So this is the fall of 2017. And the fall winter of 2017 into the winter of 2018 was when I applied for more schools. I applied to 10 schools, you guys, 10, 10 applications, 10 auditions, 10 pre-screenings, so much money. So thank you to my parents for like doing that for me, helping me with that because it was, it was insane, you guys. And then I went on this whole audition tour of all these schools. I went to, I was literally in the East coast for like two weeks. Thankfully, my sister lived in Syracuse, which is where one of my auditions was, but I, we let me and my mom, like. I was in Michigan. I was in Pennsylvania. I was, was I in Pennsylvania? I was in New York. I was in upstate New York. I was in Boston. I was here. I was there. I was everywhere. You guys, it was crazy auditioning for all these schools. Um, to which I applied to 10 schools. I can't name them off the top of my head, but I only got in to one, which was very disheartening, but what can you do? It's art school. And it's like, it's a very selective process and it's hard, but I got into Ithaca college which let's get into talking about the Ithaca experience, you guys, because I feel like that's what we're all here for today. That's what I'm here for. And also I've like majorly hinted at it over the year, over the years. Hello. Over the episodes I've talked about, I will talk about my Ithaca experience. So here I am to talk about it today. So 
I felt the need to tell you guys all of my educational history prior to Ithaca because I feel like it sets up the story. So I had a, a long extended um, experience at community colleges, getting a billion amount of units and credits that I could combine all together and make a, a degree. But unfortunately, I can't do that because that's not how it works. But I get into Ithaca College. I told them, I was like, I'm not living in dorms because I refuse. I'm not a child. I'm 22 years old. Um, when I went there, I was 22. Um, I'm going to be in a program with 18-year-olds. I'm not living in a dorm. No, ma'am. Um, also, I need you to accept my transfer credits because why wouldn't you? So that was that. I went to the school. I moved across the country. So I quit Disney in the summer of 2018. I closed the original Sensational. I was in Fantasmic. I did my last performance the night before I left. I left in August of 2018, which was when Sweetener came out, my favorite album ever, which is ironic because what a tumultuous time it came out during. But I just remember that because I listened to it on the drive over. Drove across the country from Southern California to Ithaca, which is in upstate New York, for those of you who don't know. New York is a very large state. If you don't know, New York City is not the center of New York at all. Um, New York State is huge, and Ithaca is up by the Finger Lakes. You'll have to look that up on Google if you don't know what it is. But Ithaca is by the Finger Lakes. Syracuse is about an hour, an hour away from Ithaca. Syracuse is more of a major city of upstate New York. You've probably heard of it. So I went to Ithaca. I started in August of 2018. I had just moved. I went, spent three days in the car with my dad, which I wish. Me and my, my dad and I have a better relationship now, much better than we did then. I wish it was the way it is now because I would have had a much more pleasant experience driving across the country. However, what can you do? I can't turn back time. Um, drove across the country for three days, moved in with my roommate Brock, who was a, who's an icon. Literally one of the, the highlights of my Ithaca experience was living with Brock. I love, love, love Brock. Brock, if you're listening, Illy, girl, I miss you so much. I hope you're doing well. Moved in with my roommate, Brock, and started off the school year. So it started off in August. I auditioned for the shows of the semester. Got called back for the dance show only. Was called back, called back, called back, did not book it. I was on any shows my entire year at Ithaca, but especially the semester, so I did that audition process. I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. Well, I have to get settled into school anyways. Like, I'll be here for a couple years, so I ha- I'll have time. So then I started school. And this happened on one of the first nights of me being there by myself. I, like, messaged this guy on Grinder. Like, okay, by the way, trigger warning, this is what I was talking about with sexual assault earlier. So if you are sensitive to... Details pertaining sexual assault, I encourage you to fast forward maybe five or so minutes or maybe listen to a different episode. Um, But I'm not going to get too detailed because I just don't think it's necessary, but I am going to talk about it. So um, this was my first week of school in Ithaca. So I met this guy on Grindr who like my roommate Brock had known and like he's like, oh, he's popular in town. He does drag. He's, like, a local or, like, lives here currently or has lived here for a while, I should say. And he's, like, super nice. Whatever. I was, like, okay, cool. I met – we were talking on Grinder, blah, 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 as you do, which also, like – let's talk about Grinder really fast in 
Grinder is such a necessary tool, especially as a queer person living in a new area, because it just it it's comforting in the sense that it reminds you that there are other queer people around you, regardless of their intentions. But it just reminds you that of their existence, and it also just like can connect you with people in even if it starts with sex, it can end with friendship or it can end with a relationship. Who knows? But Grinder is a great resource to just remind you that queer people are around you at all times. But anyways, I met this guy off Grinder. He's like, oh, let's meet up tonight, whatever. I was like, cool, which I knew it was going to be sexual, and I knew he had a large schlong, um, which is a necessary detail, unfortunately. But I met up with him. He's like, oh, meet me at this bar. He had already been drinking with some friends. I went to see him, which I didn't really have any intentions of, like, doing anything besides hooking up, to be honest. Like, that was kind of my gag at the time was, like, that I was more interested in that than, like, really getting to know this person or like hanging out, but I was open to it. But anyways, I met up with him and he was already drunk and I had, I think a drink, a singular drink. And I was like pretty sober, right? He was pretty litty. I was pretty sober. We like were chatting, 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 like good conversation. Granted, I could talk to a wall and it would be good conversation because I can talk to anyone, but either way, that's neither here nor there. We were talking, 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 the night was going well. He's like, okay, let's go back to my place and watch like a scary movie because we had talked a lot about scary movies and like our favorites, like American Horror Story, blah, blah, blah. We were just talking about like scary stuff. So he's like, come back to my place. Let's watch a scary movie, which you all know what that means. So I was like, mm, this is what I prepared for. Um, we get to his house and which is like walking distance because Ithaca's really small. So I'm not, I'll, I'll talk about it later, but um, we got to his place he puts on Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is, like, literally the most bizarro choice, but go off. But, I mean, it's it's iconic, of course. But, in my opinion, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre is actually really scary because of it's so campy, but it's also so old that the effects seem so much more real and the trauma and fear seems a lot more real just because it's so much less computer, so much less CGI. I don't know. Something about it feels a little bit spookier and scarier than, like, newer horror films but anyways we put on texas chainsaw massacre we were like on the couch starting to do things as you do and he has a massive 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 wanker honey i'm not gonna lie so we had to take our time to say the least and he was drunk and i was not so he kind of was getting i don't want to say rough because it wasn't necessarily rough he was just being very assertive and he kept trying to, this is graphic, sorry for the details, but I, I don't know how to tell, tell the story any other way. He like kept trying to like put it in and I was like, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Like, okay, wait, okay, wait, slow down, slow down, whatever. Cause uh, ouch, literally ouch. And we started on one side of the couch and then at the, at, at some point I ended up on the other side of the couch hanging off the arm onto the floor because I kept trying to get away from him because I kept trying to say I kept saying stop wait slow down stop wait whatever any iteration of that and I kept just trying to get away from him and it kept like he kept going um sorry uh yeah it was really wild <laughs> and then I, I eventually we just stopped and I was like, no, like, I don't, I don't know. He's like, okay, like very casual about it, which he was lit. He was drunk. 
And then he fell asleep on top of me, which was the worst part of this whole thing because I just experienced something really traumatic. And then all of a sudden I'm asleep with this person on me. And he was like a bigger guy, like taller, bigger build. So he was like on me, honey, smothering me. And so I was like, damn, girl. And Texas Chainsaw Massacre was playing in the background. It was really scary. And it was like screaming and blood. And I was like laying there trying to figure out like what just happened to me. What am I okay? Like, what am I going to do? I need to get out of here. I need to go home. I don't want to wake him up. I don't want to have a conversation with him. I don't want him to ask me why I'm leaving. I'm scared. I'm uncomfortable. And I'm afraid. So I like slipped out from underneath his body somehow. And he was so drunk he just stayed asleep. And then I like snuck out the front door and I walked home, which mind you, Ithaca's small. So I, it was like a mile walk maximum. But the moment I walked out the door, I called Miss Bestiana Grande, Danielle Curd. And I was, I just explained to her how it happened. And I was like, started talking. I was like, Hey, like I just had something really weird happen. And then as I started saying that, I just started bawling like I just started sobbing my eyes out and I was just so like overwhelmed and like everything had finally hit me in that moment where I was like what just happened to me was I just was I assaulted was I was I r-worded was I um like what happened what just happened to me um and so I was really scared and afraid and alone and this had, I, I just moved to Ithaca. So I was so, so alone. I hadn't met my friend group yet. I hadn't started school yet. All I had was my roommate Brock and um, the couple people that messaged me on Facebook before I moved there. Like I only had them. So I was so isolated and afraid. And this story is important because I think it just encapsulates my entire experience for the rest of the year of isolation. Um, because then I started school. Right. So then a couple of days passed by. I'm kind of like. It's shocking how how the body reacts to things like this, because literally two days later, I was completely fine. And I mean, it. I was completely fine. I wasn't even thinking about it because I buried it so deep inside myself that I just didn't think about it. But I moved on and I did my whole school thing. But clearly I didn't move on fully because it like had its hold on me. But I started school. I met my bigs, Ashley, love you, Ashley and Mariah, Mariah, little icon, legend, superstar. Love you so much, girl. And my housemate, Jess Brock, love you, girl. Um, it was met them lovely community, met a bunch of my classmates. We started school, um, which was great. It also, it's really weird. Art school is really weird. Um, acting school is strange. Especially the first years, especially being 22 with a bunch of 18 year olds. It was weird. It was just weird, you guys. And I think I was in the first week and I was like, I don't think I want to be here. I literally, it just dawned on me. I was like, I don't think this is for me. Hmm. Any intrusive thought, I'll deal with it, whatever. 
And mind you, I was also in the acting BFA. Okay, whole the acting BFA. I was not in the musical theater BFA because they didn't have any spots. And they said, "Well, we have an act- a spot in the acting BFA. You can still audition and do the musicals. So, like, you'll still and you can take dance classes. Which, mind you, schools will lie to you guys about what you can do at their school, um, in order to get you to attend. Ithaca lied to literally all of us about what we could possibly do with our time there, um, and they gaslit us and lied to, lied to us. So slay. But anyways, um, I was doing all these acting classes and I wasn't really applying myself in the way that I wish I would now. Maybe it's, maybe it's because of the event that happened to me. Maybe it's because of wisdom that I now have as an older person. I don't know what it was, but I was, yeah, taking classes and it was really hard and Brock was so insane and so fun and I loved having him as my roommate. He always made me laugh and smile because he was just so crazy and our house was so fun and I I, I look back on Ithaca with a lot of positive memories because I choose to remember the positive things because it's just more, it brings me more joy to remember the happiness rather than the, the sadness and pain. But yeah, so that semester came and went nothing really significant. I mean, I did a lot. I was in a lot of classes. I was taking, I was on the, uh, costuming crew for ragtime. I was doing a lot. I also, at that point met my girly pop, Eliana McCoy. We were paired together for our first semester jury, which if you don't know what a jury is, it's when you perform for the faculty and they basically like determine whether or not you're going to stay in the program or get cut from the program. So, which is fucking crazy. The fact that you can pay to go to school and get cut from the program that you literally have to get into is bananas, but either way. Sorry, I needed more Dr. Pep. Um, yeah, so we did these juries. I met my bestie, Eliana McCoy, which also in my first semester, I met my other besties, Michael Morero and Abby Futterman. I love the three of you guys so, so much. You are so fucking crazy, every single one of you. Y'all are so sick in the head, just like me. And that's why we got along. But me and Ellie, like, clicked immediately. And we are in the same acting class. We are in the same group for our, this, like, we are paired together for our acting performance at the end of the semester. And, and then the rest was history. I spent the rest of my that semester with the three of them having so much fun. Winter break came up. And second semester was going to be a little bit different. I knew that. And I was also kind of like over it at that point. Like I really realized I didn't really want to be there. It wasn't gratifying me. I wasn't getting the edge. Like I wanted more for myself. I wanted things to be harder. I wanted things to be more intense. I wanted to like also be in a city. I wanted to be around other people who weren't in school. I wanted it to just like, I wanted there to be a gay crowd in town. I wanted there to be a community. I wanted there to be other things happening outside of my school so that I could feel connected to something bigger than just a college town, which college towns are like you guys. And yeah, so I Christmas rolls around because this this is where this the tea of the second semester rolls in, y'all. I'm sorry that I'm kind of doing this as more of a story time. I hope this is interesting because if it's not, I'm literally so sorry. I'm just checking my stopwatch to see how long this episode is so far. Great. Um, yeah, this episode isn't interesting. Damn, I flopped. Anyways, during holiday break uh, between first and second semester, I was in L.A. Obviously, I was back at home in Orange County. 
um, Wicked was having an open call for the show, for the ensemble, for all the touring productions and Broadway productions. So I was like, Slay, me, Maddie, Tati, all of us went, all the dolls, right? Sang my little audition cut, which was a crazy audition, literally eight bars acapella, bitch. Because they're like, we don't have an accompanist, and also y'all need to only sing eight bars because we don't have time for all of you. So I sang eight bars acapella. They're like, great, thank you so much. Didn't hear anything back. Great, as you normally don't. Winter break went by. January rolls around. I'm back in school. Not very pleased. Very. It was hard going back because I was in California for a minute, and I missed it, and I missed the sunlight. I missed my friends. I missed, I missed being in California. And second semester rolled around and it was hard. Immediately was hard. Immediately. And I was like, shit, this is really rough. Also, like, winter is... I know if you live in California, you think you know what winter is. I'm going to tell you something right the fuck now. No, you do not. You do not know what winter is like unless you've lived in the Northeast. And that does... That kind of includes New York City, but not even New York City. Because New York City doesn't really get that much snow. I mean, it does, but, like, as compared to, like, upstate New York and like up the Northeast it's crazy which maybe it's because it's proximity to the ocean I don't know but upstate New York you guys is gray like probably two-thirds of the year gray and cold like when I tell you cold bitch I mean like one of the days I was at school it said feels like negative 12 and I had to go to class I had to go to class when it said feels like negative 12. Like, I literally was like, this has got to be a fucking joke. Mind you, I also lived off campus, so I also had to learn how to drive in the snow and drive with ice, which snow is not an issue. Ice is the issue. Ice is really scary. Ice causes accidents. Ice causes a lot of damage. But anyways, not the vibe. Winter, ick, flop. Okay? I was like... And mind you, I, I don't, not many people know this because I don't tell many people this because it's embarrassing. I got put on probation after first semester because of my tardiness, because I would always show up to class late, which is very much like me because anywhere I go, I'm usually late, but it got a psychotic, um, attendance policy. And it's like, basically like you could be absent during the semester. You could have one excused absence or one unexcused absence. I believe it was one or three. I don't know, maybe it's three absences with one of those being one unexcused absence. I think it was something crazy. So if you were sick for two days of class, those counted as two absences. And then if you had a third absence that was excused, that was it. Or you could have one unexcused absence. It was, you guys, it was so awful. And if you're late three times, that counted as an absence. So I majorly fucked up and I was never on time because my class started at 8 a.m. And I was a sleeper. And also, art school, like, expects you to be up at rehearsal until 11 o'clock at night and also do all your homework for all your other classes and also rehearse your scenes and also, like, be applied to every other, like, other activity. And then also at the same time, be at class at 8 a.m. and be well-rested and well-nourished. It's like, bitch, be for real. Anyways, I was on probation from first semester. Second semester rolls around. Rough, honey. Going through the semester, doing my classes, doing my thing. And I get a call or I get an email actually um, while I was on my way to New York city for the weekend for, I think it was a holiday weekend. I think it was president's day. I got an email that was like, Hey, the casting team from dear Evan Hansen wants you to come in an audition for Evan. I was like work girl. But 
I because I auditioned in LA for Wicked, they wanted to see me in their LA office, which I should have just asked to be seen in their New York office. I would have made my life a lot easier, but whatever. Um, I flew back to LA and I think they wanted to see me in February or March. I think it was March. Um, so I left school for a couple days. I was like, fuck y'all. I'm going to audition for a job. That's a Broadway job. And y'all, y'all bitches fucking wish. And I got in trouble for it. Of course I did. But I didn't care. Cause I was like, girl and what? Like, and fucking what honey? So I auditioned for a dear of Hanson. It was great. I slayed. Um, obviously I didn't book the job, but I ate nonetheless. And then that kind of set my pace for the next, the rest of the year. It was rough. Um, and then I decided to drop out like at the beginning of the first of the second semester. I was like, I, I'm not going to stay. I've decided I'm going to drop out. I need to file the paperwork that I'm going to finish the semester and I will not be continuing. Um, because AI was going to be there for three years total. I was going to just, it was going to be rough and I didn't want to do it anymore. It was expensive and I was not getting what I wanted, which also in retrospect, I made the right decision because the pandemic happened and I would have graduated during the middle of the pandemic, which would have sucked. But anyways, that basically wraps up my Ithaca experience. I dropped out. I moved home and I immediately became happier. I booked a national tour. I was working. I was back at Disney. I was back with my friends, back in the sunlight, back at home. I just felt so much better. It was a rough experience for me all around the edges. It was an expensive experience for me and a traumatic experience for me. I wish I could talk more in depth about it. I don't know. I just feel like it's, I was struggling putting this episode together because I was like, I don't want to just trauma dump. Like, I don't, I don't think that's necessarily interesting, nor is it informative or applicable to your guys' lives. So I didn't want to tell you too much or just be too over, um, oversharing. But needless to say, you guys, I did some shit that was rough. I was rough around the edges. I was making stupid decisions. I was like doing my coping mechanism much at the time, which was like recklessly hooking up with people. Um, and it was all a trauma response to just being so isolated and being so alone and so sad. And so like in a deep, deep, deep fog, which thankfully I went to therapy, you guys, and that changed my life. But that's for a different episode. Um, but yeah, now I'm paying the cost of that <laughs> one year of my life, which was arguably horrible. And I'm paying the cost for it now by uh, paying these student loans, which make me kind of want to jump off a bridge. But anyways, I don't want to talk too much about that because student loans are icky. And that's just ugly. So I'm going to talk about your guys' submissions because I put on my story whether or not you like, let's talk about college. Let's talk about what we think about college. Is it worth it? Is it worth the money? What are our thoughts? Which I think is an, a fun question to ask because based upon my experience, I would say college is absolutely not worth the money. It is not worth it. In my opinion, the experience of college is amazing and wonderful and lovely, but like, the actuality of being in debt for literally all your life is so, so, so bananas. Sorry, I'm currently trying to find my poll that I put on my story so that I can read your guys' submissions. One second. Sorry, Instagram is kind of crazy. I forgot how this shit works. Where is it? Oh, here we go. Okay. So... 
The first question I asked you guys was, do you think higher education is worth the money? Yes or no? 21% of you guys said yes. And 79% of you said no. So the majority of you guys said no. And let's, let's talk about it because the next question I put on my story was, do you have, okay, wait, never mind. That's a different, I thought it was going to be related. It's not. Um, the cost of college, you guys, is ridiculous. It's insane to be in $100,000 of debt to get a bachelor's degree. That is fucking crazy. It's insane to be in $50,000 worth of debt for a bachelor's degree. That's fucking crazy. $25,000 worth of debt to be have a bachelor's degree. I'm sorry, but that's fucking crazy. I think a bachelor's degree should be $15,000 total. I think that's totally reasonable. I think that provides the money that you need in order to get the education that you should have. Granted, obviously, if you're living on campus, if you're doing room and board, full whatever, that's going to be a different cost. I'm talking more so just for school in general. But... My sister actually responded. So my older sister, Erin, shout out to Erin, is a college professor at, ooh, my bad brother is showing, Northwestern. Wait, let me look that up. So sorry, you guys. I'm a horrible brother and forget. She teaches in Chicago. She taught at um, Seattle Pacific before um, she has a doctorate. My older sister's a bad fucking bitch. Yes, Northwestern University. My sister is a professor at Northwestern University. Her, her husband is also a professor. So she truly knows what she's talking about. She said, she specifically messaged me and was like, the cost of school is not worth it as compared to how much teachers get paid. But she said, I feel like this really depends on the degree, what you want to do with the degree, how you much you need the degree to do that thing, and how much you stand to reasonably make afterwards. Like, I couldn't do what I do without my degree, not just in having the piece of paper sense, but in getting to learn from the literal experts. She also then said, let me find her DM. She then also said, I was going to add that college should be way cheaper, especially considering that professors aren't really the ones seeing the money, which that's the gag, you guys. The fact that professors aren't seeing that much money and like the reason you go to school is for the professors is fucking bananas. Anyway, school's overpriced. Girl, it's a waste of money. Also, I'm going to be really bold. BFAs are a waste of money. Do not go to art school. Art school is a, a money vacuum. They take all your money. They give you nothing in return. It is not It is not worth it to go to art school. He, let me say it again. It is not worth the money to go to a BFA school. It is not worth it. If you have a billion dollars, do whatever you want to do. But the mo majority of us don't have that kind of money. And I'm going to tell you something. Being in dollars $50,000, $100,000 worth of debt to have a piece of paper that says you're an actor is worth fucking nothing because no one cares. Casting companies don't care. Also, congratulations, you have a BFA. Oh my gosh, do you want to book this non-union tour of Oklahoma that pays you $500 a week? Oh, great. How are you going to pay off your student loans with that, honey? Oh, wait, you aren't. Anyways, BFAs are a waste of money. I'll say that till the day I die. So the majority of you agree with me that college is not worth the money. I wish it was more affordable because college is a necessity for making our populace more intelligent and, you know, better workforce. It makes us more better workers. It makes us just more educated workers. It's education is necessary. It just should be more affordable, especially living in the country that we live in. Um, 
So then the next question they asked was, do you have any regrets from school slash college experience? And let's start at the beginning. People, a lot of people said the debt. Yes, God, I couldn't agree more. I will always regret going to, um, I'll always regret going to Ithaca because it is, it's something that will follow me financially for the rest of my life, which is so fun. But anyways, a lot of you guys said yes, which is fun. Someone said, I always regret not going to a university and choosing art school. Bitch, literally. Because the whole gag, one of the gags about going to college is that you meet a lot of people who do a lot of other things. And that's really beneficial for you as a person and even as an artist. Like, the best artists are the most multi-talented, multi-faceted, multi-dimensional people. Because they're good at a lot of things, which they can then hone into their craft of acting. Acting is an art form in and, of, in and of itself, but it also is informed by who you are as a person. And the better, more well-rounded person you are, the better actor you are, period. So art universities over art schools any day. Um, sorry, I'm reading through all your submissions. A lot of you said yes and no, which I agree. Someone said, I wish I studied something I was actually passionate about, literally. And I remember in high school, that propaganda was fed to us a lot. We're like, you need to choose something you're passionate about. Like, choose something you're passionate about, which also it's like, how do I know what I'm passionate about? I'm literally 16 years old. Like, shut the fuck up. But whatever. A lot of people said I didn't have enough fun from because they're working, which is also another unfortunate experience. Most of us work through college because we need to pay bills and college doesn't pay our bills. And that's that. So not many do regrets. The majority of your guys' regrets were debt, which I agree with. And like not doing something you're passionate about and potentially putting yourself in the wrong school. Which, you know, we all live and make mistakes. We all do our own things, right? We all learn from what we do. However, I wish these expenses um, were less. And I wish the mistakes were less costly. Because I'm all down to learn from my mistakes, but I also don't want to pay $25,000 for a year of a mistake. You know what I mean? Ugh, it's icky. So I'm going to wrap this episode up, you guys, because at this point I'm kind of just dawdling. And I think this episode's about an hour and that's just about enough. So I hope you enjoyed this episode, you guys. I'm sorry I kind of trauma dumped on you and I just like told you my story. But I just think it's necessary to hear for young people out there. You Education is nest. Education is essential. Education is everything. Being a college, get being a college student is everything. Having a degree is everything. A bachelor's, master's, doctorate. Being educated is so important to the world and to yourself. However, there are many ways to obtain an education that are not the traditional university path. You can go to community college. You can go to trade school. You can go to um, you can take certification programs. You can do like more specific types of classes. You don't have to do a traditional format in order to achieve the goals you want to achieve. You just need to be focused on what you need and establishing connections and networking, honestly, is the biggest thing you can take from all of this. But there is not one path to higher education. There is not one correct way and there is not one one way to live life. So I hope this was helpful. 
college was a, a rough experience for me, but I am on the other side of it now and I'm so much happier and I've, I've learned a lot and I've gained a lot from it, honestly. And going to therapy has really helped me close that chapter and realize that I had my college experience at Disney. So I really ate with that. Anyways, um, that's mm, always come to the end of the episode when I'm like, la, 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 what to do, what to do. But I'm so happy it's back to school time. All these bitches are back in school. All the kids are back at university. If you're a college student, you guys, wear some deodorant, take a shower, call your mom, do your laundry, do what you need to do, okay? Because college is rough, but, like, don't make it rougher on yourself by acting out, okay? And acting a fool. So that's literally that on that, you guys. I hope you all have a wonderful Sunday, wonderful whatever day you listen to this podcast. Um, if you listen to this on walks, hi, walk. If you listen to this in the car, hi, car. If you listen to this um, at work, slay. You better make that money, honey, while listening to my bitch ass. Um, so I love that for me. I love you all so truly, so sincerely, and so fully. I hope you enjoy this episode. I will be back soon with another episode. I'm not going to promise next week because in this fall season, you guys, I kind of just want to slow down and just put out episodes when I feel compelled to put out an episode, which I will try to have be every Monday. But y'all, like I said at the beginning of the episode, like it's a lot of work. It's a lot of money and it's a lot of time. And not that I don't want to do it because I I love to do it. It's just this. I have 27 episodes, you guys, and I'm doing this all by myself. So give me some grace, right? And also, if y'all ever have an episode you want to hear about, a hot take you want to hear, or a a topic you want me to talk about, let me know because I am so here to do whatever y'all want me to do as I also create content for you guys as well. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, I hope that I didn't trauma dump on y'all too much. I hope you learned something from this, gained something from this, and I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. Um, have a beautiful week. Happy fall to you, all of you guys. Get yourself a pumpkin spice latte, a pumpkin cream cold brew. <gasps> I'm gonna put you guys onto a drink that Yasmin El Curd put me onto. Bestie of the pod. Shout out to Yasmin El Curd. She always says I never give her credit, so bitch, I'm giving you credit, bitch. Starbucks, order yourself the pumpkin chai because I have a pumpkin cream chai latte. Do half the amount of chai, so two pumps of chai. So in a grande, of course, we're gonna do grande iced oat milk. The chai latte, we're going to do half chai, so two pumps of chai, a shot of blonde espresso. Bitch, when I tell you that shit will turn your pussy out, it will turn your pussy out. It is so fucking delicious because it's perfectly like chai. It's not too sweet because Starbucks chai is really sweet. It blends with the pumpkin well. It blends with the espresso and it's blonde, so it's not too like bitter. Oh my God, you guys, it's so good. So highly recommend that the next time you go to Starbucks if you're looking for a new fall drink. And get into it this fall, y'all. Go to Halloween Horror Nights. Go to Not Scary Farm. Buy yourself a pumpkin. Put on a Halloween costume and shake those fucking titties, okay? I can't wait to see what you guys all come up with this Halloween season. And I will chat with you all on the next episode. But until then, I love you all so much. I will see you guys all next time. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Parker's Pointless Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review. Share this with a friend or both. Can't wait to chat with you all again next week. This is your host, the daintiest doll in town, Parker, signing off. Bye.